Hello, welcome to podcast, music, and games. I'm getting used to actually remembering that now. Now, now you may be wondering, hey, how could you just, how could you have just put a new episode to the last one? Well, I've actually have a new topic for today. But next topic, I'll actually talk about talk about more music-related stuff, which is about you know, seemingly nonsense in music. But we'll talk about that next time. What I want to talk about today is about for something more in the in the case of musical comedy. I want I want to talk about Dickie Goodman. For a lot of you, for all of you youngins out there, for all you people who don't know who he was, Dickie Goodman was a per, was a well, I will say according to the Wikipedia. Let's see, put it up for a second. Uh, let's see. Ah. Come on, load already. Uh, ah, there you go. Okay. Dickie Goodman. R- Richard Dorian D- Goodman, known as Dickie Goodman, was an American music and record- record producer in Brooklyn, New York. He's best known for, for inventing and using the technique of the break-in and early percussion to sampling that used rich clips of popular songs and popular records and songs to answer comic questions comic questions posed by voice actors on his novelty records. He also wrote wrote and produced some original material and most often heard on the B-side of the break-in records. So what he basically did back in his time, what he would do is like he would take some songs and make a conversation out of them. For anyone who knows Weird Al, he's kind of done a little something like that on the, on Al TV, and he's shown some of those clips live on stage. The whole thing where he, where he um, takes clips from actual interviews of different artists, and he puts himself in them asking seemingly silly questions. So, in his case, he'd be like, hey, we're... <laughs> Hey, what's your name? D.W. Washburn. Where are you going? Last train to Clarksville. <laughs> Stuff like that. And when I was a kid hearing that for the first time, I thought that was the most amazing and original idea. In fact, for a while, I actually tried doing my own version of it when I had a karaoke machine several years ago. And I sent it to where he first guys claimed the fame, in my opinion. Oh, actually, a lot of artists got their claim to fame back in the day. Was on the Dr. Demento show. Now, whether he actually played the tapes, I don't know. I went by Dr. Spyko. I don't think I really became a big hit back then. But I love that idea. I really feel there's no other other artists out there who really does something I mean there's sampling in and of itself is still around you know sampling like you know like hip-hop artists and some people in electronic music do but where you take the thing and make a conversation out of it you 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 just don't see that anymore it's such a lost art to me it is so clever. Of course, he made fun of a lot of stuff at the time. All of them were movies. Some of them were for political stuff at the time. Like, I think a particular that was a particular president, and and he also made fun of this, made fun of this thing about the. I think there was an anti crisis going on around this time. And actually, b- 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 interesting story, because for the most part, sometimes American laws is kind of crazy and messed up. Not understanding sometimes. Fr- uh, fair use sometimes he actually got in trouble with a lot of record companies now from the 
Now the basic idea from I understand of fair use. Say if I was to take a piece of media, I could make my original work, like you know, make my own song, or I could do what I, what I could take a, another part person, person's work and try and make it a way where it's original for me in a particular way. Now it depends. Some people probably try to do this and say, "Hey, it's original," but they are basically plagiarizing, trying to claim something as someone else's, or they're possibly trying to make it seem like it's fair use, but they don't, don't really transform it. Like, if, like, again, like sampling. These hip, these hip hop and electronic artists, artists take an old piece of work, mix around, do some editing, and now it's something new. Like people, like people, like um, I think Fatboy Slim used uh. Some songs. I know a lot of hip hop artists. In fact, the best example I could think of is Coolio's "See You When You Get There." The song he uses in that song is the song called Can- "Canon in Major D" by Pacabell. Now, if he was alive, he probably would cl- claim uh, copyright on him. But because it's transformed into something new, it's now Coolio's. There's also some cases in people, another hip hop artist. I just can't think of most of them. Let's see, what about Digital Underground? I know that one song they did. I don't know what they popular were sampling on that one. But Oh wait a minute, what was it? Well you get the idea. But that was sam- that's sampling and that and in that case that's fair use. Dickie Goodman actually got in trouble for using it, but again law artists thought he was stealing their music. But luckily the judge was like, no, it's transformative. He he can use it as long as he pays for them. As far as I can tell, that means I gotta assume maybe pay the loyalties, or at least the way I understand it, he, it means he goes to the, the to the the record store and buys the songs that he uses for the cutups. Of course, these days we also have mashups, which to me mashup is where you take two existing songs and put them together. You take the lyrics from one song with the melody of another song. And to me, that's also a lost art. I remember back in the day, the other days of you, well, not YouTube, of the internet, when you had Kazaa. I'm gonna warn you, don't get on Kazaa. Actually, you shouldn't have gotten Kazaa back in the day. You'd get a virus from that stuff. I'm sure we get. I got some, some at the time, but I was didn't care because I got a lot of free music back then. But now we got Spotify, and a lot of other other stream services. But besides the point, you, you would there was stuff like that. A lot, Back, actually, back in that day, three particular artists were famously matched up. It was Eminem, uh, Vanilla Ice, and I think yeah, Queen and Queen. Those were the three main artists that was popular that was popular to match up with. The whole lot, so you'd get like. Britney Spears crazy with Beastie Boys and body moving, so it'd be crazy moving and stuff like that. Then you get the then you get Weezer. Uh, matched up with um, with uh, Janet Jackson and with um, oh the guys that do that song. No, yeah, that's Weezer, I think, and also Queen. You get a lot of matchups back then, but but besides the point. But he was the person I would like to think he originated the the idea of mashups and cutups. I like to think that. Of course, one would say, well, it, it was kind of always a thing, but. I like to think that he was the one who started it, where you just took songs and you cut them up. 
Unfortunately, Flyer Stan, he actually got older. I guess he was going through hard times financially, and unfortunately, he killed himself. It's just very unfortunate for a guy like him. That's unfortunate in the in the in the art business or in the entertainment business. A lot of artists, where it's because of financial times, going through depressions, and lots of other stuff, they unfortunately don't know where else to go. That's unfortunate. I mean, I I would like to have thought thought that maybe. He, well, that's the other thing about sometimes in comedy. I guess he, he, again he's he's given the title as the king of novelty because again it was an original idea, a very a very not novelty and niche idea at the time. But then there's some people who are still doing it today. In the case of comedy, like I remember this um this this video that came out several years ago. It's basically. It's music, in, I think it's called Music in a Conversation. So they basically did the same thing what he did. They took songs and make a conversation out of it. I'll, I'll link in the description the video if I can find it. But we'll worry about that later. But unfortunately, again, when it comes sometimes artists, sometimes the struggle of being an artist just weighs down on you sometimes. That's unfortunate. Man, I wish the, the, the cut-up or the mashups would come back. It's such a cool idea and you can get a lot of funny stuff on actually the for the most part the only one who is still doing it to this day is a guy who used to work with Dr. Demento I think he still works with him now it's just that Dr. Demento has now a subscription service for his for for his shows called Whimsical Will each year I gotta assume he puts out a special special CD I, I think I gotta assume he Birds them himself and sends them out because he can't put up put them to a record label because you know the galleys and all that. But he made his own cut-ups of movies. It's mostly movies of different movies that are popular at that particular year. So you get something like um, Transformers and uh, you get maybe a, a Pirates of the Caribbean cut mashup. It's very amusing. Also. If you want to check out something else he does, he does the news. It's called the Demented News. It's the same thing. It's the same thing as the cutouts, but it's a little more goofy and with a lot of puns. <laughs> if you don't like puns, you won't like a show. But anyways, I mean they are pretty groany. Sometimes, sometimes those puns are just oh, just oh, you want to die. But anyways, he's the only one I know that's still doing cutups and mashups. And again, it, it just. I do wish someone would still do something with it. It's a wonderful lost art. <laughs> I'll, well, that's all I want to talk about. Talk about tonight. I'll see y'all next time where I'll talk about nonsense in music. <laughs>